what's up? This is Kitsou Jits here. UFC 283 recap of the main card. Crazy card. Crazy night of fights in Brazil. I mean, the crowd was kind of fucking whack, actually, if you ask me. So we'll get to that. But, um, yeah, crazy fucking fights. I mean, <clears throat> definitely, like, a lot of finishes, you know, and um, a lot of finishes, a lot of action. I mean, it, it shit was just crazy. Oh, it's just backwards. What the hell? I'll leave that out there then. Go back to me. But, um, yeah, I'll probably be just recapping the main card, actually. Main card was insane. I mean, it was... Let's check that out right now. A lot, like I said, a lot of crazy fights. Okay, so the, the main card started off with Johnny Walker against Paul Craig. And, you know, Paul Craig's a grappler. There's a classic style, you know, striker versus grappler matchup and... And honestly, I don't think a lot of people were giving Johnny Walker a chance to win this fight. But, I mean, he came out. He always has some unorthodox striking or weirdness to him. Freak freak athlete, I get it, and all that. And he has, hasn't has really lived uh, to the hype at this point. You know I mean? He's kind of, you know, he's had a crazy knockout. So when, when Jamal Hill knocked him out, when he just went flying back, I mean, he's very dramatic and all that. And, uh, but he got the job done against Paul Craig. Paul Craig, I mean, honestly, with him, like, like he's got good ground game and all that, but he needs to start, like, sharing up his wrestling because I just feel like his wrestling is so lackluster. He don't, he can't always get it to the ground where he wants to be, you know? And, uh, so it's like he ends up on the bottom a lot and he wants to pull guard. He's that type of, you know, there's nothing wrong with it because he's dangerous. I mean, he has good triangles. I mean, he submitted Jamal Hill. Well, kind of. He didn't actually tap, but they stopped the fight because his arm was just all hanging there, all dangling and rubbery. But um, either way, like I'm saying, I don't think he's he, – he needs to work on his wrestling because, like, he went for a leg. He was basically just holding on to a leg. And Johnny Walker, he hits like a truck, regardless of, you know, skill-wise or whatever. He does have some talent, but kind of just athletic, athletic ability. And he was just hammer-fisting <laughs> hammer him. You know, he was grabbing the leg and – for whatever reason, Paul Craig did not try to defend himself. He just kept holding on to the damn leg until he just basically got rocked. He got rocked first and then just hammer fisted to death, you know, stand, you know, while he was holding on to Johnny Walker's leg, which is kind of weird. Don't get me wrong. That's that's pretty freaking weird to stop a fight while the other fighters kind of, you could say he's working for a single, he's doing something, but really he's just getting punched in the face and holding on to the leg. He wasn't really defending himself. He didn't try to get up. So it was a good win, much-needed win for Johnny Walker. You know, he was on a couple-fight losing streak, I think, right? Yeah, I don't know. I have to go back and look, but it was a good win for him, you know? And then his, his man, what is wrong with this guy? I mean, something's wrong with him in the head mentally a little bit. He goes and does a celebration afterwards, but I did see that he let himself down slowly, and then he does the worm. You know, it's like, why are you going to do that? He lost you know, he, he lost. You know, he missed a lot of his career, huge injury from doing that same celebration. But you could kind of tell it was the way he landed when he did it the first time, when he injured himself. This time he let himself down slowly, and then he did the worm. But, you know, he's the animated guy. He's, you know, likes to do that. I, I seen him. It was funny. I seen a, a meme. I don't know if it was true or not, of him standing outside the arena once again with no shoes on in his fight gear. You know, like he did in Vegas, like the UFC literally kicked him out of the arena, which is crazy. 
you know, you know, I, I don't know if it was true this time. I doubt it. There was a lot of empty seats in, Bra- in the in Brazil, so I, I, I'm pretty sure he was okay to still stay there. <laughs> but yeah, that was really crazy. I mean, didn't know what's up with that. Um, what is going on here? Oh no, it's recording. Yeah, so, uh, but insane night of fights. I mean, all the way up and down. Like even if we go down to. Um, the prelims. I don't want to talk too much about the prelims because I didn't watch them all yet. I'm going to have to go back and watch them. First fight I seen was that Josian Nunez and Sarah Farron. That fight was pretty crazy. I was evenly matched. I mean, <laughs> the height was ridiculous. I got to see what it was on that. The height was just, I don't know if it has it on here. Um, how tall? I mean, the. No, it's not on here. Dang it. Um, I don't know what the reach was or whatever. They look like they're in two different weight classes. Uh, Sarah Farron from France looked huge compared to Josiane Nunez. And that fight started off crazy. Like that first round was pretty much all Sarah Farron. And I'm thinking like they're stopping this fight. How the hell is she as uh, Josiane Nunez even eating all these shots? We're talking body kicks. Yeah, I mean, she was lining her up. She was not, everything was landing. And, uh, Josiane Nunez always kept that pressure, always coming forward. But damn, she was getting freaking lit up that first round. But then she showed so much toughness. So in the second and third round, she kept coming forward and she started landing some shots. So it's kind of like, you know, it's it's kind of hard to be like, oh, well, no, she just totally got done. That fight actually could have went either way. I did agree with the decision. I thought Nunez came back and crazy comeback that it was because the first round was dominant. Could almost have been 10-8, you could argue, I think, just because, like, Sarah was landing everything on Josiane, but uh, she came back strong, second, third round, you know, had a lot of big shots herself, and just pressed her up against the cage, I mean, Zarafan wasn't able to keep that, even the leg kicks were brutal from Sarah, but she wasn't able to keep it up for the three rounds, like the same pace, and I think that's, you know, that that's the reason that Josiane was able to come back, I mean, but show so much toughness, like, not everyone was eating those shots, all those body kicks, leg kicks, punches, I mean, she was lying a lot, but, you know, great, good fight. That was a good fight on the opening cards. Um, yeah, I didn't watch all these fights, though. I can't lie. I got to go back and watch some of them. Um, so I'm saying let's go back. We'll just go to the – it was sad to see Shogun lose. I did watch that fight, though. Yeah, Shogun came out, and he actually cracked Eeyore, like, right away, like, in the first, you know, like, I don't know, maybe minute, 30 seconds of the round, and he freaking cracked him. But he just couldn't sustain it, the pace. He's not the same. I mean, he got hit with some big shots, and eventually he just he wilted and got finished. I mean, he's old. It was his last fight. I mean, he's been in so many fucking wars. Absolute legend of the sport. I mean, who doesn't like Shogun? Pride Shogun. I mean, that guy was on a crazy streak. He was like 19-2, and 20-3, or some shit like that. His record was insane back then, and just finishing everybody. Just brutal wars. You know, he was the pride of Shuto Box. You know, all those killers that came out of Shuto Box. You know, you had Vandalay, you had both uh, Shogun, Ninja. I mean, you got some, man. <laughs> there were so many good fighters out. Anderson Silva started out of there. I mean, who else is out of there? I mean, there's guys even from Bellator that were beasts, like the other cyborg, the guy cyborg, the husband or former husband, whatever. I don't know if they're still married, but... The guy who got his skull cracked by a freaking uh, MVP in Bellator. But that guy was a beast, too, though. I mean, all those guys all those guys were just killers, man, because they would fight like they would spar like it was freaking war, you know, like 
knock each other out in sparring all the time. And yeah, Mauricio was one of the guys who shined out of there. He was a beast. He was a glory, you know, he was a pride champion, UFC champion. And it was just in so many incredible fights. I mean, it sucks to see him go out like that. I was hoping to, I mean, I think a lot of people kind of knew that was going to happen. It wasn't the best matchup for him at this juncture, you know, stage of his career and age. But, you know, it was cool. I mean, it was ever. He was okay. He, you know, he got finished, but he was able to just, he left his gloves. He retired in the cage. But, man, what a freaking warrior. And that brings us to Je- Jessica Andrade, the second fight of the main card against Lauren Murphy. And this fight was a utter, it was a total annihilation by Andrade. I mean, if you look at the total strikes, Andrade, 231 significant strikes out of 237 total strikes landed throughout the fight. I mean, literally she was landing everything. She couldn't miss 63%. She was landing everything. Lauren Murphy, obviously she showed a shitload of toughness. You know, I mean, she... It's, the fight should have been stopped after the second round, in my opinion. I mean, because Andrade just came out guns blazing from the opening bell, but was landing literally everything, eating up her leg with leg kicks inside and out, hands throwing combos with the body. I mean, just everything, head kicks. I mean, she was literally landing everything. I mean, Lauren Murphy's whole body was just beat up after that. And, I mean, it's it's really a shame. Like, like that was that was really hard to watch when it started getting to the, the – um, like second round, really. I mean, right away you could kind of tell she was already outclassed, like really from the start. I mean, it was, it was like it was already. It was like you know what, this is a freaking mismatch. You know what I'm saying? So that was crazy, but um, a crazy mismatch. Like I mean, literally everything Andrade, Andrade looked like freaking killer. That was the best Andrade ever looked. I mean, she was throwing up combos, like crazy. Looked really composed. Didn't ever get tired, and she kept that fast pace on Lauren Hill of just output, I should say just outlining her like freaking crazy and landing everything. And there was that one point, like second round, where she was just lighting her up. And it was like, you could tell the ref wanted to stop it, but didn't. But I'm just thinking, what's what's going through the corner's mind? Not only is it a woman or whatever getting mangled, that has a little bit to do with it, but what do you care about your fighter, like living to fight another day? I mean, okay, she, she, she's tough, but she's obviously outmatched, outclassed. This fight was over from... 30 seconds into the damn fight, you see a minute into it, you could see Lauren Murphy had nothing for her. If she couldn't get that takedown, what was she going to do? And if she got the takedown, I think maybe once, I mean, she might have ended up on the ground. I don't remember because it was such a beatdown. Oh, like, that's the only thing I can remember. It was just Andrade just, like I said, totally annihilating her in every way. So, I mean, I couldn't even tell. But either way, she wasn't holding her Andrade down. It was She had nothing for Andrade, and we knew that immediately. I mean, the corners, they got it, man. I mean, I get it. We're all, all these fighters are tough. Everybody trains. They train their ass off. It's code, all that. Don't stop the fight no matter what. But it comes to a point when you're getting beat down like that and you literally have no chance to win. And, I mean, there was a time where she was barely defending herself, just getting rocked, just boom, everything's landing. So, like I said, end of the second round was a perfect time. Just her face was welted up everywhere, looking like a Klingon from, like, Star Trek or something, you know, <laughs> like just everywhere lit up. And it's the corner was just keep going. Like, I mean, it's cool that she made it. I get it. I mean, kudos to her because she's so fucking tough. You know, too tough for her own good. I mean, awesome, to, you know, to make that great cardio to survive the fight. But it was a thorough beat down, utterly destruction. And it was, I mean, like I said, Andrade looked great. She's not going to get a title shot from this. But, you know, because she's probably, I think she was saying she might move back down to 115. But, 
I don't know, man. It's, she looked good there, but she knows she's not going to get a Shevchenko fight soon, so she's in a tough spot. What's next for her? But what a performance. So performance of the night as far as just flawless victory, really. I mean, for three rounds, beat down. Like, I, it should have been stopped. <laughs> like, plenty, a few times, they're just like, stop the fight. Even her DC say, this is ridiculous, stop the fight. Like, in the broadcast, it was funny because I was actually Instagramming just like, damn, this this is a beat down. Like, you know, I think I posted that. And you could hear DC in that background in my post, like, stop the fight. You know, like Adrian and Rocky, stop the fight. You know, like, it was ridiculous. You know, it was, it was, it was a shame, pitiful. It was corner, it's corner people should be fired, man. Like, you don't care about your fighter if you're letting that happen. You know, regardless if this is her, this is a, you know, whatever, man. Live to fight another day. You got everyone's tough. That was just, that was, that was horrendous. That was ridiculous. That brings us to the Coco main, Gilbert Burns and Neil Magny. And this fight, man, this fight was crazy because um, all this is off UFC.com, by the way, these stats and stuff. I don't know if they're going to take my shit down or not, but um, this fight was crazy because, like, it was a quick, pretty quick turnaround for Neil Magny. He just fought Daniel Rodriguez a couple months ago, a couple few months. And what he didn't take any damage. He won easily. So he had this turnaround. I literally, I mean, I don't know what the total strikes was, 10 to 4. I don't even know Magny even landed anything because it was pretty crazy. It was pretty dominant by Burns. I mean, he took him down. It was 4.15 into round. Oh, damn. So I was only, what, 45 seconds into the round? I go back and rewatch it. Was it really that fast? I mean, I could go back and rewatch a lot of these fights, but because I, it was fast, yeah, because I remember I was barely even, I think I was tweeting and because you know, I was going back and forth with a lot of people with this fight saying like, because everybody was on Burns that like, he was a huge favorite. And don't be wrong, for a good reason. He's a freaking beast. But I was thinking that, you know, Magny, if he has a wrestling heavy approach, you know, that he could, you know, he could possibly win a three round decision. You know, because he is a good wrestler, he he can he can control stuff like that. He's had wins like that. He's like he like he's almost like a Derek Brunson of that division, you know, or something like where sometimes he just looks fucking like such a, a dominant wrestler and able to do some ground and pound and do a lot of good stuff. And other times he can't, you know, and he just gets outclassed. I don't know if it's the weight cut. I mean, he's tall. He's like six three, you know, at one seventy. You know, that's the one thing I was thinking, like, if he goes out there and just takes down Burns for three rounds, lays on, does some little damage, goes for it. I mean, obviously, you don't want to be too, I mean, Burns is dangerous on the ground, but if you could get to a good position, just kind of control that. I thought I thought Magny was going to be able to do that. There was footage of him training with Compsot, you know, who was a former Burns opponent. Uh, what was his last opponent? I think it was, yeah. So Burns, but man, Burns just showed there's levels. And I mean, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if Magny was just had an off night or he was kind of weaker, weak, like didn't have strength because of the cut or what. I'm not trying to make excuses or take anything away from Burns because Burns looked fucking crazy. Like, like I said, he came out, maybe it was his hair. <laughs> Burns let his hair grow out. He came in and he landed a big shot and then immediately just takes him down and chokes him out. Like, and, you know, Magny does the thing where it, I seen his arm go out there. I was like, wait, is it that tight? Oh, and it was with a, what, uh, what do you tap him out with? Oh, it was an arm triangle. Yeah, arm triangle in the first round. You know, and he sunk it in quick and it was, had good position. I didn't see Maggie really trying to defend too much. It was auto scene, was it? I mean, I'm sure like Gilbert Burns, Dorino was like a freaking beast when he's like a four time world champion in jujitsu. I mean, 
gi, no gi, whatever. He he's a fucking beast on the ground. So you don't really want to fuck with him on the ground. Like he can, you know, do all that. He. But I just feel like Bagney was so tall, long. Those are type of guys, you know, you don't want to be on the ground with either. Like we're. I just, I don't know. I just thought it would have been tougher. I thought it was going to be a tougher fight. I think a lot of people were surprised by that. You know, I, you know what I mean? I mean, I guess not by the odds because <laughs> everyone was kind of picking Burns, but I I could see Burns winning, like, on the feet. I was thinking, okay, if Magny could control him for three rounds and win that, or it could just be on the feet the whole time where for sure Burns is taking that on the feet because he's way faster, explosive. He's strong, You know, he has more power in his strikes more diverse striking, you know, he mixes it up, kicks, you know, everything. So I felt like for sure he had the edge there, but I didn't just think it would be that easy to get him down. Unless when he hit him, he hurt him. I like said, who knows what happened, you know, but whatever the reason is, oh, Gilbert Burns called out Kobe after the, after the fight, his post fight. Um, so we'll see if that fight, you know, Kobe's still pretty much radio silent. You know, they're talking about him and uh, cause there's a little bit of beef with him and Bilal. Muhammad and there's also him and Kamzat. I mean, who knows what's up with Kobe? I don't know if his he like I said before in a previous video. I don't know if he's totally he's so damaged where he might it's permanent damage where he can't fight again, or is that for the court just to try to make some money off that? You know, have proof like you know like someone said a good point. It's kind of you know you don't want to say like you're injured and then I think it was Bilal actually himself. You know, like, and then have a fight. You know, how injured are you if you're fighting? So, but at the same time, he's the feet his feet. You know, he's eat. You know what I mean? Like, he's not making money other than sponsors. Yeah, I'm sure he does all right. But was it like Bang or Bang Energy and some other? I don't know those sponsors, but I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah, Gilbert called him out. So we'll see if the UFC tries to make that fight happen. Burn, that's what Burns continues to show that he's pretty much down to fight anybody in the division. He don't care. Whatever's going to keep him relevant and keep him winning, or, you know, right right there at the top picture. He wants all the top guys. You know, he's calling out everybody. He don't care. You know, it's he didn't, like, Mag, it was a short notice fight. He just jumps in there, like, he'll take whoever's going to fight. You know, he doesn't, it doesn't matter. So, I mean, that's that's what's crazy about him. That's why he's a fan favorite as well. He's exciting. He's, he could win in a lot of ways. That was his first sub in a while, though, but yeah, because he's found love with the hands. You know, he's been tearing that up, so. Yeah, well, crazy. <laughs> that was that was a good fight. That like I said, I didn't, I, I was leaning uh, Burns for sure, but I also could see a path to victory for Magni until they started, <laughs> until that bell rang. And I was like, uh, no, not happening. And that brings us to the co-main uh, part four of uh, Figgy and uh, Brandon Moreno, Assassin Baby. <laughs> this fight, I mean, I mean, it was clear that Brandon Moreno came out and won this fight. I mean, he won the first round. He got a couple of takedowns. He just had a little bit faster hands, in my opinion, just the nice combos, you know, go to the body, go to the head. Biggie always, you know, shows like he's a, a stronger fighter than the two. You know, he does nice body shots, body kicks, and, you know, all that. But I just feel like Moreno probably has his number. Like, Figgy probably pretty much beats most of these, especially at 125. He was pretty much lighting up everybody. You know, just Moreno, just that type of workhorse. You know, you got a, a style where it's a guy who's busy throwing a lot of volume in his strikes like Brandon Moreno and combos and constantly coming. Like, just no matter what you throw at him, he's going to keep coming, like, forward and and just bringing the fight, you know. And, and you got Figgy, who's more of a sniper who hits hard and really accurate and, 
you could tell like his strikes are damaging. But I think he just can't keep up with that pace. And Moreno, that's his kryptonite. Is someone who could just bring that type of pace, you know. And but uh, it was a good quadrilogy. It was a little, you know, uh, anticlimactic the ending. I mean, it sucks to see it end that way. But I am glad it's over because now, like, if Figgy had won and just left the division, then what happens? I mean, they're going to have to have an interim bout and this, or not interim bout, but another title fight between two guys that didn't, you know, beat Figgy. I mean, so it's kind of the best for the division, in my opinion, that Brandon won, because now he could go and have his rematch against Pantoja, who he's lost twice against. And I think that's the fight to make. I mean, Pantoja's been waiting forever. He, I mean, this whole division has been on a standstill because they fought four times. I mean, you know, Moreno just fought Kaya Cara France in between on the last fight, the third and fourth, but they fought four times, so that's holding up the division big time. All close fights, I mean, somewhat. I mean, Brandon Moreno... I mean, I think he just showed that he has his number and he's a, a better fighter, not like totally more talented or technical or any of that. Just it's his work rate, you know, he and his tough, you know, mentality, Mexican mentality. And he was able to just impose his will like, in it, you know, he got more takedowns. A lot of not, not a lot happened in this one. Total strikes was 85 to 24, though. I mean, that's pretty huge. Three takedowns to one. Oh, in Moreno's favor, sub attempts two for Figgy. He did have a couple of tight. He had a tight uh, guillotine once. One he kind of held on to it a little too much. I think he might have gassed his arms a little in that first round. He had a guillotine, but he was not even really kind of barely a half guard. You know, I think he had it in half guard, and he it looked like it was a little tight because Moreno kind of just stood there for a while. But maybe he was just trying to not do anything that's going to put him in a further danger. So he was just kind of relaxing. But I think if anything, it was probably Figgy was Davison was probably burning out his arms holding on to that you know but uh and then i think it was a second round uh was a close round actually i think Randall probably took the first no you know he had a couple takes down the first and just obviously he had landed him total strike show that but um the second round could have been went either way almost you know because they both were landing you know a lot and uh figgy was landing some hard shots he ended up on top as well. And he went for another uh, submission, a guillotine attempt that was really deep. I thought, it was, I was like, holy shit, this was deep. But it was full guard. He grabbed it, like, standing, I believe, and just fucking dropped back. And and he had it He had it deep. It was pretty deep. Uh, Reno did a good job of just turning towards the choke, keeping his chin in and just inching his way or centimetering his way into you know, getting out of that and just opening up the grip of Figgy, just get enough space to get out of there. And then he was on top. And I mean, yeah, it was overall, it was, it was a good fight, but Moreno pretty much took over. And then after the third round, well, in the third round is when Moreno landed a, he landed a kind of like a left hook, you know, or almost like a looping. It was a left hook. I mean, it came in and his thumb actually came and hit, a figgy right under his right eye and kind of split it open and just boom i think it was like a combination of the the glove his thumb and then the glove maybe you know because of the angle and then immediately like moreno kind of so he threw the left and hit you know like I said it landed a little awkward and then pushed away at his face at figgy's face which fighters do a lot you know when there's in close and they're throwing strikes they'll they'll do that to get the distance you know they'll push away at the head or the face or whatever which there's a lot more than a lot of eye pokes do happen that way you know that's the time that's dangerous is in the clinch and you're in close and that's when those eye pokes get in there 
But uh, this clearly was not an eye poke. It was, I was telling my wife, we were watching it. I was like, I think he just hit him with a thumb, you know, like, like the thumb hit him, you know, because he you could tell it was a close fist, but the angle of it, it just what it was, you know, but you know, I mean, they stopped the fight, the doctor, as soon as I seen the doctor go over there or they caught him over there, I don't know exactly what happened with that. As soon as I seen that, I was kind of like, ah, they're going to do the whole, like how many uh, fingers am I hoarding up and all that. So as soon as that happened, I kind of knew it was, it was over. You know what I mean? I was like, it's done. Like, cause you know, at first I was thinking, all right, how many fingers am I holding up? I thought the doctor would have been like, maybe tap him twice. Like, uh, like one, two, like just so he could be, or like, you know, like, so he could say two, but I think maybe Figgy just couldn't see. And he did want out of that fight, you know, and immediately he didn't even complain about the stoppage. Like I thought he was at first I was like, man, he's going to be like, no, this was, you know, I poke or whatever, but he didn't even complain about the stoppage. Actually, he, he did a good job of, he, I mean, he just, ate it and, and really while well, you know what the translator was saying anyway like right away he just said like we're i'm moving up to 135 this is my last fight here i can't do it the weight cut i mean he's huge you could tell he's huge he's ripped i mean i think moreno's a couple inches taller but just just he's just stacked he's he's freaking ripped man he has serratus muscles i mean he's just he's a thick dude he's a little tank you know so i mean i think he could be a lot healthier he's gonna be little shorter obviously at uh at um bantamweight at 135 but he's gonna be faster than those guys for one the cardio he has, he has, he has pretty decent cardio you know all these rounds have never been just because he's gassed you know but and, and plus he throws hard too all the way to, to the end of the fight all five rounds but i think he'll he's definitely gonna be a lot smaller than these guys and but i don't know though because uh, how much weight is he cutting is he cutting down from like 160 or something? That's what they had. They said that he had him and Rumble Johnson, uh, late RIP, uh, Anthony Rumble Johnson had the worst or the most weight to cut. And this like Rumble Johnson fought a heavyweight and also cut all the way down to welterweight. So he's fought from welterweight to heavyweight. And so, I mean, how much weight is Figgy actually cutting? Is it like, is he weighing 160? I mean, if he's weighing 160 or something like that. So Huda was said he was weighing around 150 and cutting down to 25. Uh, so if, you know, if he's around there at 150 and he was able to go up to band and weight and be fine. So if Figgy's at 150, 155 or whatever, that shows that, yeah, he's a pretty big dude to himself. So he could probably do it, you know, because you figure what are band and weights walking around at? Probably the same, 160, because everyone's complaining that Aljo's well fucking huge. You know, he's like 170 or whatever, you know, so it's like, damn, he should be a could be a fucking watch weight or a natural or a lightweight or something. But so, yeah, I mean, but these guys aren't all that tall. Like I was going to think he's that tall, you know, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how he does in there. You know, it could be good for him. I think it'd be good for him as far as just being able to, uh, you know, take damage and, and not get as tired as well. I mean, so, I mean, it might, it might work for him. It, I think it'd be a good move for him, you know, to go there go up and wait and just you could tell it's been a brutal weight cut why kill yourself you know you're taking years off your life and you're in wars like all these fight all four fights were just regardless of how long they last except for this one there wasn't as much action in this one they both kind of played the grappling game a little more which moreno was dominating but it wasn't a whole lot of damage done like other than the eye but i mean i'm far, I'm far as far as ground and pound and wasn't like crazy combos and exchanges like the other their other fights. So I mean, I'm not saying that was on purpose, but 
you know. I could also see some uh, adjustments in Figgy, even just his stance, because usually he kind of stands a little more like Connor, a little straight up karate stance type thing, you know, front leg way out there. And I seen that he was a little bit more leaning in, like a little more boxing. You know, maybe that's because he had to be a little more ready for Moreno when he's trying to change it up. And Moreno does throw a lot of combos, but... Yeah, great fight. Uh, congrats to Assassin Baby. You know, that was that was good, you know. So Mexico has a champ, 125. So see what's up with Figgy, you know. Which leads like, man, what do you think? Who would win out of Brandon Moreno? And like Mighty Mouse, I mean, they're both pretty fast. I still get Mighty Mouse to the edge just because of the just because of the, his wrestling. The next level wrestling. I I'll make I'll try to make a video about that because I don't know that that's a good matchup right there. But then that brings us to the main event. Glover, Glover Teixeira at the tender young age of 43, I think it is, <laughs> against Jamal Hill, who, man, this fight right here was another one that was really hard to watch, just like Andrade and, and Lauren Murphy. This was Jamal Hill put it on Glover from the start. And I think first round, I mean, total strikes, 248, uh, for Jamal Hill at 59%, and the guy hits like a truck, you know, so both hands, and he was throwing kicks, head kicks. Glover landed 108, 55% too. is pretty accurate. He's just not busy enough. You know, he had two takedowns, no takedowns for Jamal. Um, he did have a reversal on the ground, though. Sweep, did pretty good on there. Significant strike, so 232 to 75. I mean, just... Uh, he was landing all the hard shots, I mean, basically. I mean, Glover showed a lot of toughness. He was in there, you know, he's always going to be there till the end. He's not going to, you know, the, I, this fight could have been stopped a gang of times too. I honestly thought I was going to stop. The first round, you know, I, to me, I think it was a little bit of a game plan uh, decision for Glover. Like, obviously, he's a better wrestler. Even though, I mean, Jamal Hill stuffed 15 out of 17 takedowns. So amazing job by him. You know, he did he did his homework. He did a great job. A lot of athleticism. He's really long and strong. So I think that gave Glover some problems, although he does train with Alex Bahia, who we'll get to in a minute, who's even bigger than Jamal Hill. And fuck, I didn't see that until I see them staring him down. But yeah, I'll talk about that. But but Glover, um, you know, I feel like the game plan, like usually his wrestling, like if you look at, you know, all his wrestling, he gets his takedowns by the cage. He kind of bullies people with his boxing, you know, and and fakes the and, and the danger of wrestling to get him back to the cage, and then he tries to get go for the takedowns, but goes for his takedowns. He'll go for a single or whatever, try to drag him down. And I felt like he was trying to do a little too much offensive wrestling from the opening bell, really, in the center of the cage where Jamal Hill has a lot more room to get his hips out or get away or use athleticism and quickness to get away from the takedowns and, and see him coming also. So he could restart the fence and he's longer. So, I mean, he can, you know, he has a reach. So, I mean, I just, and he's strong, you know, he's young, he's strong, he hits hard. I mean, he's definitely got some, some strength there, you know, and. He was really composed all, you know, all throughout the whole week. Like, that's what was, he was confident, you know what I mean? Like, he knew he was going to go in there and do his thing. And that was really impressive, too, for being young, first time in that, this type of spotlight coming from him. He was ranked seventh to come in here and and show that type of grit and 
really great too because Glover did crack him a few times also and got him in a couple of bad positions here and there. Like first round, like I said, it was I felt like Glover was trying to get the wrestling going a little too much like early, like out in the open instead of just trusting his boxing a little more and then Jamal Hill just started. I noticed too throughout the whole fight, every single time Jamal Hill would go to Southpaw, I was like, here comes a kick. Here comes either a body kick or a head kick. And Jamal Hill right from the start started landing some nice body kicks. Like, right to from the left side from that onto Glover's right side and we're talking and some nice leg kicks too but the body kicks were and I set up the head kicks later like he started landing head kicks like like fucking over and over again on head kicks would Glover barely block or wouldn't block and visibly stunned like multiple times I thought it was over like three four times you know maybe more I don't even count how many times I thought this fight was over like Glover was getting thrashed, you know, like, you know, it was hard to watch. He was busted up everywhere, body, his head, and he has a heart of life. I don't know what was keeping him up. He ate like a couple head kicks in a row, stumbled. Jamal Hills lighted him up on the feet, and he still somehow <laughs> exchanges the position or lands a shot, grabs a hold of him, goes for a takedown, recovers. Just shows legendary fucking toughness, man. I don't think I've never seen anybody that tough who could take that many shots. I don't think anyone else is taking. 232 significant strikes from Jamal Hill. Not with his power, you know. There's not many people that's going to take that. Glover took that. I mean, amazing. I don't know how he survived this fight. There was another one where the coaches could have probably thrown in the towel, but it's like, okay, this is going to be his last chance. But then as soon as you think that, all of a sudden Glover comes back, he gets a takedown. Even in the fifth round, he got a takedown. It's like, shit. So it's like he had a position, but he wasn't able to hold Jamal Hill down. Like, he actually had him mounted in the fifth round. And I'm thinking... You know, this is Glover's time. I was like, oh, shit, because I was going for Glover. I had picked him. I like Jamal Hill, too. I can't say I didn't like him. I just felt like Glover had more ways to win. So I felt like he was going to, if he didn't get knocked out of there, which he, he didn't. <laughs> so I felt like if he didn't get knocked out, he's winning the decision. And I was totally fucking wrong. I was, you know, like like Jamal Hill's, you know, said in the afterwards, everyone said, if I don't get him out of here one or two, I'm going to fucking lose. And what the fuck you guys say now? And yeah, he was right. I mean, I was one of them, you know, but... But shit, I was yeah, it was it was an unbelievable, unbelievable performance for Hill. I never knew, you know, like you could see like he has these quick knockouts and moments of just, you know, greatness and showing off his power. But this was five rounds of that just annihil, you know, decimating Tashera, just landing everything on him, and those kicks were insane. Like I'm telling you, every single time if you go back watch, every time he went softball, he's throwing kicks, and I was like, man, Tashera wasn't able to read it, and he wasn't able to just block that high kick. Because he was doing pretty good rolling with the punches, with the with the boxing. You know, Teixeira's always had good boxing, good defense. He was getting lit up with some uppercuts, though, too. And that's the one thing I was saying. He was open. Maybe that was, took a page out of Anthony Johnson's book when he finished him. But that just makes you say, like, how hard does fucking Anthony Johnson hit? It was coming straight out the locker room, 13 seconds fight, I mean, or 15 or whatever. So, I mean, he landed it, like, right off the opening bell, pretty much. So, I mean... They both, you know, wasn't expecting that just to get straight up or cut it as soon as you start. But, but then, because Jamal Hill hit him with everything, <laughs> everything he had, everything he practiced, you know, he landed and crazy. And showed a lot of ground game. You know, a lot of people were underestimating the ground game. And uh, big, strong guys, like tall, long guys like that, you don't want on top of you, you know, or you don't want even to be on the bottom of them sometimes because they got those long limbs and. And he's strong, too. So, yeah, he showed a lot. He showed a lot right there. He reversed. You know, Glover was not able to hold him down for very long. A couple times he was. And then Jamal Hill would reverse position or get up, you know. Like, there's two times. Like, there were only two takedowns. So, 
you know, but when he got to, when he got reversed, then he was landing some bombs on Teixeira. I mean, when uh, Glover got reversed and up on bottom, it wasn't good, you know. It was, I was just surprised Glover, he showed, like, like I said, next level toughness. Hopefully he's okay. Prayers to him because he took a beat down. Yeah, that was crazy, man. But say what's up for next for these guys. Now uh, Glover left his uh, gloves in the ring too and said he retired. So he said he's going to just focus on coaching uh, Alex Poetan, the middleweight champ, Pahea. And, uh, man, I seen, like, when uh, Jamal Hill went over to um, Glover's corner and Pahea was standing right there and just kind of gave him that death stare. But kind of you could tell he literally looked him up and down. Like, I can't believe how fucking big Alex Pahea is. He's huge. I mean, he's literally towering over even Jamal Hill a little bit. I mean, Jamal Hill is like 6'3", 6'4", something like that. I mean, fuck, what's Pajaya 6'5", they're saying? But he looked huge. Like, look how big he looked against Izzy as well. But he looked huge against Jamal Hill even. Like, in, And this is obviously he's out of camp. So what is he weighing? He's probably a freaking heavyweight right now. Literally like 225 or something, 230. So he is bigger than Hill, but I'm just like, you could tell he was sizing him up. And that's that's a potential matchup that could be fireworks, could be chaos, or will be. There's no way it couldn't be fireworks or chaos. Jamal Hill is better on the ground probably because he has jujitsu. He's been training jujitsu for like 10, 12 years, something like that. So I think he got a brown bout or something, whatever, whatever bout he's at. That's a lot of time to put in. You're going to learn. And he showed a lot against Glover, who's freaking awesome grappler. So one of the best in that division, you know. So, yeah, that's that's an interesting matchup right there because that's what made me think that lean towards Teixeira winning this fight, actually, because I had picked Teixeira. I was wrong in a lot of these fucking fights, but I picked Teixeira because I thought, you know, he's working with Alex Pajaya. I mean, he's a better striker than Hill, more, at least more decorated, whatever. Probably, arguably, has more power. Who knows, you know, because... Hill, I mean, I mean, Pahea hits anybody 200 and whatever times, 248 times. No one's taking that, I don't think. I don't know how many times he hit Izzy, but he finished Izzy. So, more, you know, he's just a better striker overall. And the leg kicks, that was the one thing I think Glover could have done a little, did a little differently as well, is throw more leg kicks because it, it did look like Hill was uh, compromised at one point. Like, you could tell his legs look a little buckled and just... Like wobbly, he was on wobbly legs. I think it was like a third or fourth round. And my wife was saying, "Damn, his legs! Like he looks, he looks more tired." But Teixeira wasn't able to capitalize on it. I think in the first round, even the second or second, maybe you could tell Hill was kind of maybe. But then he kept throwing that left kick. So, but he changed stances. I was thinking, oh, maybe it's because of leg kicks. But then he started throwing like body kicks and head kicks with that leg. So I don't know how, you know, how effective it was. But we have to have to find that out later. But. That's something for sure that Pahea could expose as long as he don't get hit with anything huge on the feet, you know, up top. But he has good timing and range himself. He's a kickboxer. I'm sure he's seen it all, guys who hit hard. But I think Hill's a little faster than Pahea. I don't think Pahea's that fast. But I think that he technically he's probably better. But, I mean, he's going to attack those legs for sure and throw a shitload of leg kicks. And if those, I mean, if Teixeira is hurting his leg like that, I mean, for sure, um, Alex is going to really tear those legs apart and a lot but it just it will still be the same thing if hill could still land some huge shots and probably knock out anybody or but i don't know he did not got to share so i mean it's hard to say i mean he definitely has some fucking power i mean those were some hard shots but i mean 
but Pahea's next level power, next level striker. Like, if I was Pahea, if I was a manager, I'd be like, I don't want Izzy. Give me Jamal Hill for, let me go get a beat champ champ real quick, you know, then come back down and defend it against Izzy. If Izzy's not ready, instead of going out and fighting, they're talking about him fighting Robert Whitaker. If Izzy can't fight, I mean, uh, Pahea came out and said that. I don't know if it's true or not, but if that's the case, then why not go up if Hill is down to fight? I mean, he had a, you know, this is a short notice for him as well, so he'll probably want to, you know, he's definitely going to want to bask in it. I mean, he's definitely going to want to celebrate and, and enjoy this for a while, at least a few months, whatever. So maybe April, Mayish or something, if Izzy's not ready, make that fight. Man, imagine. I'm not saying Pahea will definitely win champ champ or anything like that, but I think it's a, a fa- more favorable matchup for him than, a, you know, if you're going to give him a wrestler up there. Or So, I mean, and plus I think obviously 185 is tough for Pahea to make, and he's fought at 205 in kickboxing. He beat the, one of the best in the world at 205 and at 185, so his champ champ in pride. So, or in glory, I mean, imagine if you're champ champ in glory and they come to UFC and get champ champ fast and then just retire i mean you got ear up there dude like i mean that's i mean i mean yes the hudo triple c you got the gold medal and champ champ i mean gold medal is definitely more impressive than most of you know these accomplishments but damn that's two different combat sports though as well and champ two champ champs you know so we more like jordan bros with two golds coming in again champ champ you know, I don't know. That's that'd be a crazy accomplishment. Then he would definitely be in the argument and talks of being one of the greatest combat fighters of all time. I mean, in the history of sports and fighting sports. But uh, yeah, let me know what you guys think. Um, this is crazy. Uh, yeah, Schizo Jits here. Give me a follow on uh, Instagram, Twitter. Follow me on YouTube. Um, a podcast on Spotify, and uh, yeah, this this was crazy. I. This was a great card to open up 2023 for the first pay-per-view. You know, started off a little slow, you know, but this was a banger. I mean, there was a lot of good fights, you know, a lot of crazy knockouts, some crazy other shit that happened. But, like, the, I would have liked to see the Figueroa-Moreno uh, fight end differently. It was definitive because it felt like Moreno was winning that fight, hands down. But any figure couldn't continue. But I would have liked to be just like that, you know, like um, just a finish, like a TKO or whatever, or even just a unanimous decision. I mean, because these guys, they fought so many times already. So it's like they're not going to have another fight unless later on Moreno moves up to uh, Bantamweight, 135. But, uh, yeah, it's about, uh, yeah, it's pretty late, uh, late as fuck already. I started the stream late as fuck, but I'm here, and uh, and uh, I think I'm out. I'll see you guys next time. See what's up. Same bat time, same bat channel.